There you go. That is the sound to the final round of fight number three, Pacifico's Boxing, round 15. Here we go, folks. Punches and bunches, shoe shines in the corner, hot sauce to the ribs, ganchos al hígado. When in doubt, stick it out. Duro, duro, duro. Alfonso Ruiz with Rick Prado, Pacifico's Boxing. Rick, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, man? Just just fired up, you know, ready to talk about the uh, Canelo fight and... Uh... The fights we're going to this weekend. I know, right? I mean, here we go, right? Uh, we go to the fights uh, a week ago. Boy, did we go see fights, right, mm-hmm. in the ring and the stands. And then two weeks later, of course, we got the big Luis Neri uh, against Brandon uh, uh, Figueroa, uh-huh. 122 pounds. Can't wait for that. Um, round 15, man, round 15, So, which means this is the end of, you can call it season three. We like mm-hmm. calling it fight number three. That means there has been 45 episodes rick wow isn't that crazy yeah yeah we're getting close to a year by the way because we started uh sometime around uh june i think is when we had the uh is when we had the very first round i'll have to look at the dates yeah so pretty crazy right that it's come full circle man yeah you know it's it's um it's amazing you know if if time has just flown by yeah yeah because we started it uh it was during the whole covid Mm -hmm. i mean in the middle of the real covid right yeah when we're right in the heart of it so, yeah, pretty crazy. All right, so here's what's going on today. Of course, we're going to talk about the Canelo and B.J. Saunders and all of the aftermath that took place in it, including the event, including, of course, the fight, the breakdown, what happens next for each fighter. Uh, big fight. I think it lived up to its billing, um, and the, especially the way it ended in devastating mm-hmm. fashion. Um, we got a lot of boxing news, Rick, right? Yeah. A lot of stuff Plenty going on. Things going on. Yeah, yeah. A lot of pretty interesting fights that are coming to fruition. I know you got a Manny Pacquiao, Mikey Garcia update. Mm-hmm. Some promotional news, right? Some some changes of the guard, um, which of course involve Oscar De La Hoya. Shocker, yeah. right? Um, and then of course we're going to break down and talk about the fights that we'll be attending uh, this Saturday, which I mentioned was Lewis Neary against um, well. The babyface assassin is going to be there as well. Yeah. Talking about the heartbreaker, Brandon Figueroa. His, his brother was in action. We saw his brother two weeks ago mm-hmm. who lost in that, you know, supposedly the only um, the only upset. I didn't think it was really that much of an yeah. upset. Um, so, But it's a good card, though. It's a good card coming up on, on that Saturday. It's really highlighting the 122-pound division. I'm excited to, to check out our guy, Danny Roman, too, man. Yeah, no, I, I think he's in there with uh, an opponent where he can he can look pretty well. In, in and um, you know, hopefully he gets his uh, his title shot here soon. I hope so. So back to round fifteen, Rick. So round fifteen, like we said this is it for fight number three, and there's a lot of memorable fights that ended in round fifteen, but perhaps one of the most memorable ones that really led to our favorite series of movies, or one of our favorite series of movies, of course, was the Muhammad Ali and Chuck Wepner fight. That ended in round 15 back in 1975. And, of course, Wepner was the one who was credited with being the character that Rocky, so that Sylvester Stallone, based based the movie on for all of the Rockies, man. Uh No, no, it was definitely, uh, you know, and then there was a movie about Chuck Wepner. Yeah. Um, It was called uh, Chuck. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Good movie, too. Yeah. Good movie. You know, good movie. And uh, I think uh, he was actually supposed to be a sparring partner in Rocky, too. But uh, due to you know his drug issues, you wasn't right. able to do it. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Rocky had offered him right an opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's even in that movie, but uh, he wasn't able to fulfill it. Um, well, he lived his uh, he lived his five minutes of fame, right? Yeah, he definitely lived it up during during that whole time. And I think that uh, it's unfortunate, right? Because just imagine if he would have gone the distance with Ali, and that would have been a big deal. Yeah, right. No, and I think that's. Uh, Probably what he was trying to do and uh, just in, uh, almost got there. Yeah, he almost did. He almost did, man. Um, the only other you know round, because it's tough, right? It's tough to pull a round 15 mm-hmm. that is memorable, that also has some kind of significance, right? Yeah. So the only other one, maybe honorable mention, is uh, is probably Drago Balboa. Yeah, yeah another one that, uh, you know, the... Uh, yeah, probably even more famous than this one. Yeah, you know, probably, but, uh, yeah. You know, it uh, unfortunately, you know, Drago didn't make it to the end either. No, he didn't. And if you recall, right, um, very dramatic 15 round. Mm-hmm. I mean, not only was it a, did it end at the 15 round, but in dramatic fashion because it took everything that Rocky had to to put him away, and the punch, the momentum, and, and the power of it mm-hmm. almost knocked Rocky down. If you remember, yes, yes, I do, I do remember. And it was one of those fights where uh, you know, if 
uh, Drago manages to get up, he probably wins the decision. I think he does. I yeah. think they never really, you know, circled back yeah. to see what the what the scorecards were like. But you know, Rocky did get knocked down like ten to twelve times. Ten and to that's twelve why. times at least, right? <laughs> yeah. And so, sometimes without the referee even acknowledging that it was a knockdown. Yeah. By the way, yeah. it was almost like a, a snap. A snap mm-hmm. knocked out, right? Yeah. It's almost like a real snap. He's down, he's up. He's down, he's up, mm-hmm. right? So if you count all those, we, I mean, those could be like 10 full rounds if yeah. that's possible. Definitely no standing eight counts in, in Russia. No, no, right no standing eights. Yeah, that fight had everything, yeah. right? The emotions, the crowd turning halfway. Clearly, they were cheering for Balboa mm-hmm. when he cut him, right? He's human. And again, it culminated with the just probably one of the most amazing 15 rounds, yeah. right? Uh, round period any round so yeah that was it I, I mean you know good luck trying to find another 15 mm-hmm. fight that ended in round 15 yeah. to be clear alright so what does that mean it means next week we start all over Rick so next week you start all over now it's time to find uh, a round one round fight round one okay which may be a challenge yeah uh, well round one was probably easier than the round 15 oh no there's, uh, we'll, oh, we'll there's figure, no doubt yeah. about it it gets tougher that's the thing especially yeah. these 13, 14, 15, it gets a little tougher mm-hmm. as time, uh, as the rounds go on. Absolutely right. I'll tell you what was tough, Rick, was watching Billy Joe Saunders and the damage that Canelo did to his eye. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about that fight, the aftermath. We'll get into the boxing news, get into the fights we're attending this Saturday. Can't wait. We'll be right back, folks. Pacific Group Boxing. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado. And yeah, we were talking during the break about uh, that they actually did a 30 for 30, right? They kind of mocked it being a real fight uh-huh. with Kellerman and stuff, talking about that, right? Yeah, talking about, uh, you know, some of the punches didn't even uh, land. Yeah. But that the, the force was so so great that they yeah. were still had an effect. Yeah, I just remember, like I said, those all those knockdowns. Yeah. With the referee... You know, how do you stop Balboa? You know, if he, he gets knocked down and he gets up, mm-hmm. how do you say, hold on, go to your corner and count to eight? Yeah. No way, right? Yeah, no. He's really keep fighting. Um, all right, man. So <laughs> back to the real fights, right? So Canelo, um, devastating fashion, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Billy Joe does not answer uh, round number nine. It was an uh, eighth round technically when the round, when the fight ended. That was the last fight or yeah. the last round. Um, so here's the thing, Rick. Okay. So I guess no surprise. Okay. You know, Canelo was heavily favored. I had said that I thought that Billy Joe Saunders could be disruptive. And I thought he was, that didn't mean that he was winning the fight, Rick. Mm -hmm. Okay. Don't, you know, we can get into the announcers and what fight they were watching. Right. They actually had, I think it was Mannix and even Sergio Mora. Yeah. both, Both of them had, uh, Saunders up uh, a round or two. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah. Okay, I had Saunders winning two rounds. Maybe yeah. you can give him the first round, right? Mm-hmm. So now, you know, maybe it, it's a. Uh, um, it, it ended in the what? It went to the eighth round, right? Yeah. So so maybe, right? Maybe you got five three. You yeah. know, you know, maybe, maybe five three Canelo, six two Canelo. But uh, yeah, it was tough to see it going the other way. Yeah, there's no way, right? You know, B.J. Saunders or uh, Billy Joe Saunders is. Um, Trainer, manager talked about how he was building momentum. He wasn't building momentum, okay? Again, don't get me wrong. He was doing a very good job, and it didn't surprise me at all. The guy's a world-class fighter at the at the amateur level, at the professional level. He was landing that very sneaky jab, and then he was landing his left on yeah. Canelo, okay? But it really wasn't hurting him, right? No. It wasn't necessarily stopping him in his tracks, but the strategy was working. The thing is, is that Canelo's strategy, which, by the way, Rick, much di- much different style that we've seen mm-hmm. from any fight in Canelo, right? Yeah. Um, if you look at the punch that uh, power punches, guess what? Billy Joe Saunders actually threw more power punches yeah. than Canelo. Jabs, Billy Joe Saunders out-jabbed Canelo, right? So if you're just looking at the numbers, you're thinking, well, geez, you know, how did this happen? Maybe Billy Joe was ahead. Canelo fought maybe one of the most, I don't know, man, he, he was almost like Predator-like, one of the most devastating uh, strategies to yeah. date. Right, he clearly was being very economical with his punches, but oh boy, Rick, when he threw them, mm-hmm. wow! Right? Yeah, and and I think with the buildup uh, of the fight, it kind of yeah. set up 
the way Canelo uh, fought this fight. Yeah. You know, and, and I was starting to get a little worried, you know, maybe about the fifth or sixth round. Yeah. Because it seemed like all the antics Billy Joe Saunders was doing before the fight yeah. were actually working. It, it seemed like Canelo wanted to just knock his block off. Right. You know, he was loading up with punches. Yeah. Loading up with shots to the body, loading yeah. up with shots to the head. Yeah. And it seemed like every single punch. Yeah. You know, had bad intentions, and yeah. I, I was worried that maybe he would start to fade late. Yeah, you know, maybe this was just the the plan from the get go. Yeah, but it was, you know, it, it's not what we're used to from Canelo. No, it was different. It basically was like every punch was basically like a three one two zero pitch, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. There was no two strike make contact, not at all. Every punch was the count was three and one or two and zero, and he was absolutely letting go 100 percent and look what happened right uh billy joe saunders tries to throw you know a little check right hook um canelo drops back the punch misses billy joe saunders head is coming down and then he lands that again another one of these punches that was thrown with you know 10 out of 10 as far as the force and velocity was concerned man a 3-1 swing yeah, and bam, and out and out he was right, and he knew it, right? I mean, Canelo was right. Canelo said he went back to the to the corner and said, "I think I broke his his cheekbone." Yeah, which he did in what three places is what in we're finding places, out, right? Yeah, it, uh, yeah, it, it was just um, since you bring up when Canelo went to the corner and started yeah. talking to his corner. Yeah, a couple issues with the uh, telecast. There. Yeah. There's too many commercials between rounds. Yeah, we can't listen to what mm-hmm. the corners are saying. Um, you know, I think when the when the fight was stopped by the corner, we would have liked to have heard the the conversation, the yeah. the, the back and forth. Right, right. You know, why did it, we were just as confused as say the uh, the announcers? Like, what's going on? Why would yeah. they stop it at this point? Why is he quitting? You know. Um, but I think having some, you know, having us in the corners listening to Canelo tell his corner, I think it broke his yeah his uh, orbital bone or you right. know if. Uh, the other corner, hey, my yeah. I can't see out of my eye. My, you know, the I think my uh, orbital bone is broken. Right. You know, it would have been nice to ha- have that. Yeah. No, you brought this up before, right yeah. at the last major zone fight, and I know you were texting me saying, "Here we go again." And you're right. Yeah. Right again. You know, bring back uh, one of the things that mm-hmm. I liked, I guess, about the HBO telecast is that we would get to go in the corner. Yeah. Right. To your point, and listen in to see what's going on, it, and it's one of the it's one of the rare, um, it's what sets boxing apart. By the way. Yeah. Right, because if you think about baseball, you think about football, right? These, you know, the the major sports, mm-hmm. we don't really get to hear the conversation that the manager has with their players. Yeah, right. That the coach has. I mean, yeah, we get to hear it afterwards when they're mic'd up, right? But during the action, we don't get to hear what you know what the coach is telling Tom Brady, what the coach is telling um, Cody Ballinger or whatever, right? Yeah. Boxing, we get that. And it's part of the fight, and it kind of brings you um, into the action. Mm-hmm. So it sucks, yeah. for lack of a better term, that we don't get to do that. And then we see, you know, we get to hear about, you know, how we need to drink Hennessy, yeah. right, and, and ruin our bodies with this liquor. Yeah. I mean, that that's what we get to, right? <laughs> and on the other side, I don't care that they're showing replays or showing. We need to, li- we yeah. need to understand and listen to the conversations. Or, or the new Ryan Garcia liquor. Uh, right. 1800, I don't even know what kind of liquor it is. No but, idea. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ryan Garcia has his new uh, mm-hmm. alcohol out. Um, yeah, the other thing attention. I didn't like was the, uh, yeah. there's no punch stats. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. if if you're just kind of watching the fight and you're listening to Mora and Mannix, you know, salivate mm-hmm. over the one or two punches that Saunders lands right. big and around. Yeah. You know, and they kind of overlook the the seven or eight that Canelo threw really hard and, right. and landed. Right. You know, you would you would side towards them. I get it. You know, they, yeah. they, they want to make it seem like uh, you know, it was a more competitive fight than it probably was. Yeah. And um but I'd like to see the punch stat numbers. Yeah. Um, you know, just to kind of see they're available. You know, who's landing? Yeah. You know, um, during the fight, I see what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, fight, absolutely. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you because it kind of tells the story, right? Even though mm-hmm. you can kind of you can kind of see it visually, uh-huh. you're right. It gives you the data analytics that almost confirms what you're seeing. Yeah. Right. Like, okay, Canelo's throwing you know ten power punches yeah. per round, right? Compared to Billy Joe Saunders, and you're right. By the way, the end was inevitable. Yeah. Okay. The end was not in question. It wasn't a matter of, geez, you know, if Billy Joe Saunders is able to sustain the strategy, maybe he can win. It wasn't going to happen mm-hmm. because those, again, those 3-1-2-0 type punches yeah. that Canelo was throwing, they were landing. Mm-hmm. And eventually, and really, he it was like 
a la WWE when he landed a punch and then Canelo put his arms up to the crowd. Yeah. Kind of saying, like, here comes the finishing move. Yeah. Right? He almost <laughs> needs the name, his punch, or what it is. But he did, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I mean, that would have been cool. Everybody started like, yes, yes, the Daniel Bryan thing, because that's what Canelo did. Yeah. He raised his arms up like saying, this is it, folks, right? Yeah. The, end, the end is near. And it would have been inevitable, mm-hmm. right? It, it, regardless of what Saunders, you know, if he would have came back or not. Saunders, of course, right, who did a lot of the talking leading into the fight, that's yeah. kind of his shtick, right? Yeah. And and by the way, I don't blame him because if there was a, a, a method of, of – trying to get any leverage, it was going to be that psychological advantage. Mm-hmm. Maybe he pisses Canelo off, right? Maybe it forces Canelo to fight a manner that he didn't train for, right? And then he's able to steal around. So I get it, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, um, I mean, it, it didn't work out. And then, of course, you got the the hypocrisy, right, in uh, the comments that Billy Joe Sondra made when uh, same situation with Daniel Dubow, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, where you you know he was basically saying you know hey I would never quit yeah with multiple fractures you know on each orbital bone mm-hmm. and uh, you know and then he's he's there in the same situation right um, and you know I don't condone you know if if your orbital bone is broken you know one yeah. of those bones can go into your eye right you know pop your eye you can be yeah. you know I even saw some ridiculous comments about how Antonio Margarito yeah you know kept fighting with a broken right. orbital bone right um, but he was never. The same fighter. No, after that. And, and he even admitted. By the way, yeah. he admitted years later that that was a mistake. Yeah, that he it, should have never done that. It ended his basically ended his career it at thirty two. Yeah, it did. It, it was it yeah. was the wrong decision to make. A very irresponsible, yeah. even for his managers and handlers to yeah. to allow them to do that. So no, I get it. It was it was the right stoppage. Yeah, you don't want to come out of there yeah. and, and now you're blind for the rest of your life. Yeah, no. um, yeah, because Berlanga came out and was, you know, in not-so-nice words, basically, mm-hmm. um, talking about how Saunders, with, you know, all those people in the, in the arena needed to go out on a shield. But yeah. that's easier said than done, man. Yeah, And, and no. ultimately, it was his trainer who saw, understood what was going on. Now, we'll never know because we couldn't hear the conversation, mm-hmm. yeah. right? But clearly, that's what <laughs> happened, and he basically, and he did a good job. Yeah. Right? If And I, and I think, uh, you know, we didn't get to hear it, but... Uh, it was along the lines of, you know, hey, I can't see out of that eye. Right. You, and, and that's his lead eye. Yeah. You, you can't send him out there to take more no. punishment, you know, um, especially with a puncher like um, yeah. like Canelo. Um, and they could know. see it coming, by the way. Yeah. See, they're, they're, they, these guys are not ignorant. The trainers, mm-hmm. the managers that are in the corner, they know because, Rick, they're right there. Yeah. And trust me, right, they're watching the punches that are being landed on their guy. Yeah. They're watching the devastating power and force that Canelo's ripping every punch. Yeah. Right and, to the gut, to the side, to the face, and his eye. Yeah, after that punch, yeah, it swole, swollen up quick. Yeah, immediately. You know, it, even before that, you know, his eye was fine, but yeah. after that one punch, yeah, it kept getting worse and worse and worse, and you know, it wasn't. Uh, yeah, well, and and again, the way that the punch was landed, right? It wasn't a it wasn't a glancing blow. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a punch where you know Billy Joe Saunders, you know, like a la Roberto Duran. Roberto Duran had this knack for kind of going with the punch, right? Mm-hmm. Where he'd kind of move away where it would land, but it didn't have its full effect, yeah. right? Not this one. This one, Billy Joe Saunders throws that check right hook, misses, and his head is actually coming down. Yeah, it, it, he's going right towards. So he's that meeting punch. it, yeah. right? He's actually meeting it. And Canelo, right when you see him, just an mm-hmm. incredible uh, physical specimen. Right. That's yeah. what he's trained for. And so that blow is being thrown. You know, if they had one of those machines, you know, those machines where you hit the bag and then yeah. it gives you a score. Uh-huh. Right. That thing would have been, t- you know, yeah. t- top score. The yeah. 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 Through the roof on that. Yeah. And and he landed it and it was right in the button. Right. Yeah. And so here, see, and here's some other things, by the way. So they set a record right for uh, indoor uh, arena. Seventy three thousand. Yeah. Now, I was thinking about that. Like what other fighter? Draw seventy three thousand to an indoor arena like that. I, I don't think there's another fighter. I I, I think uh, it, it would even be tough to get a may, maybe a Manny Pacquiao, Mikey yeah. Garcia, in yeah. in in the same stadium. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe. It, yeah. You know, it. Uh, I think it's possible. Maybe yeah. the heavyweights. But see, here's the thing, though, right? Is when you're talking about Manny Pacquiao mm-hmm. and uh, Mikey Garcia, that's two basically A list fighters. Yeah. No different than if you get Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury, same thing. Yeah. Two reigning heavyweight champions, right? This is a fight where Canelo's got the name. Yeah. Even though Billy Joe Saunders goes in there with the belt, he's not a household name. No. So that was 100%. 73,000 are there to watch Canelo. 
Okay. If AJ Fear, uh, uh, you know, if AJ, uh, if Joshua or Fury are just fighting, you know, Daniel Dubo, right? Mm -hmm. Or Dillian White, do they get 73,000? No, yeah, no way. Close, yeah. But Canelo does. So again, now that doesn't solidify Canelo being the pound for pound best fighter, although we, we know he is. Yeah. It does tell you that he definitely is the face of boxing. He's, right? he's, he's definitely the biggest draw. Um, Without a doubt, and uh, you know it's not—it's not even close. You know, I—I I, I thought that uh, it was just an awesome scene. You know, yeah. you've got seventy-three thousand. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, you know, not very socially distanced or yeah. not at all, but zero social um, distance. Yeah, we we had was, ring card girls even. Yeah, even ring card girls were there. Um, but it was just an awesome scene. You know, I thought the anthems were great. The entrances were great. Yeah. Um, you know, Billy Joe Saunders, I thought maybe danced a little bit too much, you know, yeah. kind of like Apollo, <laughs> you know, before his, uh, yeah. in Rocky four, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it was just, it, it was a great scene. And all in all, right. I mean, again, I'll give credit to Billy Joe Saunders. Mm -hmm. He showed himself well, right. Yeah. He fought well up until that point, again, mm -hmm. depending on who you're listening to or, uh, what you thought, you know, some people had him ahead. Some people yeah. thought he was building momentum. Again, he wasn't. The end was inevitable, but yeah. he made it a competitive fight. Okay, yeah. just to, I mean, think about it, just to get into a, a, a match with Ganelov and say, hey, some folks thought you won two to three rounds yeah. of those eight. Some people even thought you were ahead. That's, that's saying something. So good on him for doing that, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, he wasn't necessarily running and dancing. See, I thought he was going to be slicker. I thought he was going to move yeah. even more than what he did. I thought, like, he, he stood in front of Canelo way too much. And and when he asked for the bigger ring, yeah. you know, two days right. before the fight, I right. thought that exactly, like... You know, but uh, he boxed instead of instead of ran. I thought he, I thought Canelo was going to be chasing all night. Yeah, so so did I, and I think that's what Canelo uh, and Camp trained for. Mm -hmm. And I think again, I mean, if you noticed, right, the way that he cut the ring off, beautiful, yeah. right? He'd cut the ring off, and then about every, I want to say every fifteen twenty seconds or so, you know, here they come, man. Yeah, here come the three one two zero swings, wham wham, right? Some of those, by the way, Rick, even if they don't land and hit the intended target, which is you know mm -hmm. the gut, the ribs, the face, whatever. Still, the force of those hitting your arms, your shoulders, yeah. one of them hit him on the neck, yeah. right, which was just absolutely brutal. So so what, you know, moving forward, right, so we all know that the, the next fight for Canelo um, is Kayla Plant, or at least that's the idea. Kayla Plant, of course, is with PBC. Eddie Hearn says, shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. It, you know, I... It shouldn't be a problem. I think even Caleb Plant posted that that's the fight he wants. Yeah. Um, but it's it's kind of a wait and see. You know, uh, whenever you're dealing with uh, PBC, they don't like to throw their fighters out there. Right, right. Um, and, um, you know, if, if PBC doesn't think that this is a fight that Caleb Plant will win, yeah. they, they won't put him in it. You know? that, see, that's what I was thinking, right? Um, remember, and we love Clay, Caleb Plant, right? Mm -hmm. Great story, um, everything with his family. I mean, just great story, good guy, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, he won the championship, right, by beating, I'm not going to say a lightly regarded, but certainly not, you know, considered a great 168-pounder. He beat Jose uh, Uzcategui. Yeah. That's who he won his championship from, right? Mm -hmm. Okay? So certainly not a household, you know, dominating champion. Yeah. And so... I'm thinking, right, does Al Heyman here, is this where you start pulling, like, those 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 deals, right? Mm -hmm. And say, okay, Ganello, right, we'll give you Caleb Plant, but you got to promise us another fight with maybe a Charlo, uh, with maybe one of their other fighters in the stable, with X amount of revenue shared. Yeah, and, and I think you know uh, I mean? something like that, you know, is probably what they're going to try to work to do. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think Canelo wants to start, keep working with Eddie Hearn. Right. But, um, you know, I think something like that would have to be in the in, in the mix where, you know, okay, you fight Caleb Plant, you win. Right. Then you have to give, you know, either Charlo, Benavides. Benavides, right. One, one of our other PBC fighters. Right. You know, the first, the first crack at it. That, that's what I'm thinking. I think that's how that goes mm -hmm. down because there's no way – that they take just that individual fight against Caleb Plant and no. say, okay, thank you. Now, you know, there goes all the belts at 168 pounds. Yeah. Because remember, PBC used to have both, right? They had mm -hmm. the IBF, and then, of course, they had the fighter you just named. They had David Benavides, yeah. who had the WBC belt, which who, of course, lost it on the scale. So that's what I'm thinking, mm -hmm. right? That's how those deals go down. And let's face it, everybody stands to make a lot of money. In a yeah. Caleb Plant fight, seventy-three thousand for Billy Joe Saunders. Just imagine the crowd in September that the Caleb Plant fight will draw. Yeah. And you yeah. got to think they probably have it in the same arena. Yeah, and and you know you have a, a, an American fighter. Yeah. Um. You know, I think um. You maybe you get eighty, eighty-five. 
Um, cause yeah. yeah, Billy Joe Saunders isn't a household name, you know, and uh, I think, uh, Caleb Plant, I think he lives in LA now, but he's originally from Tennessee. Yeah. You know, I think he's fighting out of Vegas far. now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, uh, it'll be a good fight, you know, yeah. American, you know, Mexican fighter. Yeah. And, uh, you could, you might be able to fill that, uh. I think it's very possible. Yeah. And like I said, you know, unfortunately it's PBC, but mm-hmm. fortunately it's PBC because of the stable of fighters that they have. And I yeah. think that they are willing to kind of negotiate accordingly mm-hmm. with one of their other fighters. And I think it makes sense. And I think that Canelo's at a point where, you know, the guy can call it shots, yeah. right? He is the moneymaker. Won't even get into, you know, ridiculous Demetrius Andre <laughs> who was trying to call him out, right? Yeah. Uh, Canelo's right. Canelo basically was, you know, get the F out of here yeah. or whatever. You know, we know who, what he's trying to fought, do. You yeah. Know, it, uh, and he's right. And then the dad is in there too and, yeah. you know, trying to, get, trying to get him to come over there too. And, right, um, right, right. Yeah, it... it uh, you know, the Android fight doesn't happen. You know, I think, um, you know, from here, um, if Canelo doesn't get Caleb Plant, yeah, you know, then maybe he's looking at a at a triple G. Right. Um, yeah, why not? You know, I I still think, you know, the Charlo would be a good fight as well. Yeah. But um, if, if, if they're not going to get Caleb Plant. Yeah. They're not going to get Benavides. They're not going to get Charlo. Right. They're not going to get these other uh, that's, PBC that's, fighters. That's the whole thing, and that and that's that pretty much that whole division there. Yeah. Right. And so yeah, I mean, and Demetrius Andre. So that's the thing. If all that falls through, yeah, then Demetrius Andre probably is the guy. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately for him, I don't think Canelo Alvarez is too excited to give him an opportunity. Yeah. No. And and, and I don't blame him. And remember, Demetrius Andre sits at one sixty, not one sixty eight. Mm-hmm. Right. So Canelo would either have to come up or you know, De- or Andre. Uh, would have to move up, right? Yeah. But he does have a belt, so it would give Canelo the 160-pound belt if Canelo wants to move down. Mm-hmm. But I just I don't see that happening. I I, I do think they're going to find a way to make that Caleb Plant yeah. Plant fight happen because Caleb Plant wants it, mm-hmm. right? And I think maybe PBC looks at that and says, you know what? Again, let's let, let's cash out. Yeah, let's cash know. out. Let's make huge money, guaranteed two. Maybe they do two fights yeah. after that. Right. And says, okay, you fight Benavides and then set that up for a huge, huge with really at this point now, the last fighter that would be considered to have an opportunity and maybe not be such a um, such an underdog, which is uh, the 160 pound Jamal Charlo. Yeah, because I don't think I don't think David Benavides. I know that a lot of people are high on him. Mm. He's got youth. Right. He's got size. He's got length. I, I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I I, th- I do think he has some uh, intangibles. I think the the guy, you know, um, Billy Joe Saunders, you know, he was left-handed. Yeah, just didn't have the punch to keep um, right. Canelo honest. Yeah, you know, I think uh, Benavides has some power. Yeah, so if 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 he's able to hurt Canelo, or Canelo thinks, hey, this guy, you know, is probably strong enough to hurt me, um, you know, I think that might create problems. And and he's got. Um, I think the the big breakdown of this fight was uh, Billy Joe Saunders. Uh, he's a lefty like Erzlandi Lara, right? But Lara had longer arms. Yeah, you know, he's got about three, yeah, uh, three inch uh, reach yeah. advantage over Billy Joe Saunders. Used them well too, and, right? And, yeah, and I, and I think Benavides has somewhat around the same reach. Yeah, um, Charlo would be a good interesting one because here you've got. Charlo's a better athlete. You yeah. Know, he's he's going to be able to use the quickness against Canelo. Yep. And that would make that fight uh, interesting. Right. And, and and he's got some pop. You're right. Yeah. He's he's an athlete. He can box. He can yeah. fight. That's why I think, you know, that that is, I think, and even Canelo knows it, right? Like, that is the fight mm-hmm. that I think, you know, looms on the horizon as, as that's probably the super fight for Canelo yeah. for 2022. Yeah. Don't you think? No, yeah. I definitely think, uh, you know, I think he, I think he'd like to go Caleb Plant. Yeah. Triple G. Yeah. Maybe a Benavides. Yeah. And then Charlo at the end of next year. Yeah. See, I think he, I think he fights Benavides because remember yeah. Benavides, and again he, uh, he avenged the one fight with Mayweather's guy. I think it was a uh, Gavriel, Ronald Gavriel, uh-huh. right? It was a good fight. He actually, um, he put Benavides on the canvas, but then they fought the, uh, the rematch, and um, and Benavides just completely yeah. um, annihilated him, right? But still. Right, the fact that the guy Gavri was able to make it that much of a fight and was able to get inside. This was only back in 2018. Yeah. So I don't. I, I just. I don't see that. I, I think that this is just. This is. I love David Benavides, but this is a bad matchup for yeah. him. Yeah. That that's the that's the issue mm-hmm. there. Um, Billy Joe Saunders. Where does he go? I think where he goes is um, a to get healthy. Uh-huh. Right. 
Um, I think he's still a good fighter. I think there's still good fights there at 168. Yeah. But I don't think we see him for at least six months, if not longer, Rick. Yeah, um, I think they were saying that um, Kel Brook had the same same injury. That's right. And um, he was out nine months. Right. Then he came back, yeah. broke the other eye socket. That's right, that's and right. And then he was out 10 months with that one. So yeah. you, you could be looking at, you know, close to a year, yeah. you know, before you see Billy Joe Saunders fight again. But, yeah. you know, there, there's definitely fights for, for, for him in that division. You yeah, know, if, if uh, at all, by the way, right? If, yeah. if we see him at all, right? But if he does... There's a lot of fighters there. There's Daniel Jacobs yep. that's still, you know, around. There's there's David Benavides, right? Yep. Some of the guys that we're talking about now, those are good matchups mm-hmm. for Billy Joe Saunders. None of those guys have a championship, right? So there's there's guys there, you know, Edward Berlanga. Yeah. Right? It's kind of hanging around there. WBA has him up to number five, right? Um, maybe there's a I know Chris Eubank Jr. would love to have that rematch with mm-hmm. him. So there's still some some opportunities for Billy Joe. Um, I think right now he's just got to get himself better, man. Yeah, yeah. I think um, you know, good good year off, and then uh, you know, come back and see what's out there. You know, maybe a tune up fight before you go, you push it uh, against one of these top guys. Yep, there you have it, Rick. So there's the uh, Canelo Billy Joe Saunders big major event seventy three seventy three thousand people. Do seventy three thousand people go watch Terence Crawford, Rick? Uh no. Yeah. No, yeah, he can barely fill up. Uh, probably fifteen in, right. in Nebraska, maybe seventy three hundred. Yeah, right. It just doesn't happen, and and I think that's why there's a lot of envy out there mm-hmm. for guys like Canelo for what he's doing. And here's the thing: it's a very crowd pleasing style too, right? Yeah, he's not just there to outpoint his opponent for twelve rounds. I mean, he's literally out there to take him out and take him out. He did. Yeah, no, he he's out there to uh, look impressive and uh, put on a show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The Reynosos have him on track. They predicted a knockout, right? Somewhere between uh-huh. the ninth to tenth round or eighth to tenth round. And guess what? They were right on point. Tell you what's on point, Rick, is us in round fifteen. We're on fire. We'll be right back and get to the rest of the boxing news and of course the fights that are coming up this weekend. Pacific Coast Boxing. We'll be right back. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back after an amazing segment there talking about the great Canelo. All of his fights now, Rick, it's almost like they're an event now, Yeah. Right? And it's also good he's fighting every uh, two to three months. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing again, right? This is like, you know, Trinidad, De La Hoya. It's 1999 oh. all over again. Yeah. And he's doing it to do it at his level, yeah. right, where no one would blame him if he fought, you know, once, twice a year. Yeah. But here's pound for pound, best fighter, and he's putting himself on display three, four times, right? And, w- and within mo- twelve months, and moving up in weight. You know, he yeah. could have stayed at one fifty four. He could have mm-hmm. stayed at one sixty. Yeah, fighting the same guys. Right. You know, but he's moved up and and, and challenged himself. Yeah, yeah, and I'll tell you, right? I know we're going to get to the boxing news, but I'm getting a little tired, by the way, of Teddy Atlas, who has really no appreciation and respect for Canelo. Yeah, um, he talked about how he knew. This was going to happen because Saunders was another hand-picked opponent yeah. for Canelo, and I'm thinking to myself, hand-picked. The guy's got the you know the WBO belt, and uh-huh. Canelo's looking to make history by being the first, and really he's going to be the first Mexican, but first um, nobody's ever um, completely um, had the 168 uh, undisputed, correct? Yeah. From my understanding, and so it's like, so what do you want him to do, right? It's not Canelo's fault, right? He's not the, he's not the commissioner of boxing that has these four sanctioning bodies, bodies with ridiculous rankings, right? Yeah, it's not his fault. This is the sport he's in. So what do you want him to do? Yeah, right? it, it's almost like uh, you know Teddy Teddy Atlas. He, he's upset because Canelo isn't fighting guys where he would be the underdog. Yeah, you know who's he going to be the underdog against right now? Yeah, there's very few. Well, he keeps calling out. You know, he needs to fight Benavides and he needs to fight Charlo. Mm-hmm. Well, he would have fought Benavides if Benavides would not have lost at the yeah. at, at the scales. He yeah. absolutely would have fought him. That's not his fault, right? As far as Charlo goes, Charlo's down at 160. Yeah, and Canelo's cleaning out the 168 again. He doesn't make the rules. He's 
trying to go in the hit because here's the deal you can go on your boxing career rick which we already know it's a very short window yeah. right when you're in your prime so he starts fighting guys that maybe they don't have the belt but they're considered to be amongst the very best like mm-hmm. a david benavides etc and what's his legacy afterwards when we look at canelo and talk about the championships that he's won none yeah that's what we'd come out saying yeah but he fought the best no okay unfortunately um legacies History are made on the championships and the belts you have. Yeah. So that's what he's doing. He's fighting the guys at 168 that happen to have the strap. Sorry, Teddy Atlas. What do you want him to do? Right? Yeah. What, what are the other guys doing? You know, I, it, I, I don't see Charlo fighting these other guys. Yeah, and, and he's not a big guy. You know, I think they no. listed him as 5'9 this weekend. Right. Somehow he's growing. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, as, as, mm-hmm. as the uh, years go on. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, he's not a big guy. You, you can't send him up to 175 and top and fight the top guys. Right. Um, you know, Peter Biev, uh, Bivol, you know, these no. guys are way too big. Even fighting a Kovalev was a yeah. risk. You know, even the crusher was still mm-hmm. a big guy. Yeah, maybe out of his prime, but still, it was still an opportunity for, for yeah. Kovalev to have landed some big blows and ended that, and he didn't. So, again, you tell me, Teddy Atlas, okay, who, who, who's Charlo fighting? Yeah. Who has he fought? Is Charlo talking about cleaning out the 160-pound division? No. If, if yeah. he is, then he better get started. Yeah. Right? He better he better start getting Roy uh, Mirada. He better start getting Triple G and then Demetrius Andre. How come Andre is not calling out Charlo? Yeah. yeah. Those two need to fight. Right. And, hey, the winner's, you know, in, in line to, to get uh, Canelo. Absolutely. Like, it doesn't, you don't just get to fight the top guy just because. Yeah. These guys. So, yeah, I mean, there's the whole 160-pound division, but... Just it's it's crazy yeah. that all, all of a sudden Canelo is is uh, yeah fighting guys that were they they was handpicked yeah. and even Demetrius Andrade was like yeah he asked Canelo who have you fought and Canelo yeah. laughed it off like, right you know right. it's kind of a who's who of of you know he's fought Triple G Jacobs you know Miguel Cotto you know there's there's some Hall of Famers Lara Aust- yeah. Austin Trout yeah. uh you, you name it yeah, yeah plenty of guys Cal- that he's Callum fought. Smith <laughs> yeah right there, guys that not... are champions guys that were undefeated. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. Yep. All right, Rick. So what do we got in the boxing news? Okay. Um so once again we're we're at this point where uh you know Manny Pacquiao, Mikey Garcia, uh it looks like it could be announced, you know, this week. Um Mikey is supposedly flying to the Philippines to try to get it done. Um and they're looking at uh, July or August for this fight. Man, that'd be great. Yeah. That'd be we great. would love it. You know, I think this this other than the uh, Fury Joshua, <laughs> yeah. you know, biggest fight, you know out there yeah you wonder where this one takes place by the way because that one like we were talking about right that mm-hmm. one has the potential simply because of the following that manny pacquiao does yeah and obviously the same with Ma- uh with mikey garcia that one can draw the seventy thousands. yeah and, and, and i think with um manny pacquiao you know mikey garcia yeah i think vegas would be the perfect place for this you know I think, but is it big enough are you talking about the football stadium yeah probably a football yeah. stadium you know yeah. uh raider stadium mm-hmm. and, and and you could get it done what an event that would be man. yeah Wow. It'd be awesome. You'd, you'd have people from L.A., you know, yeah. California going. Everybody. You know, it it, it would be nuts. Hopefully um, they make that happen. I know we've been talking about that fight. That's one of the fights we talked about yeah. when we started the podcast, it's, right? It's almost 45 uh, episodes we've been talking about. <laughs> that's that. right. That's right. 45 hard-fought rounds, yeah. Rick, to get to this point, right? We keep digging, and I think we're finally going to get one. Yeah, you know, ho- hopefully, man. <laughs> it, it, uh, but also, um, you know, Golden Boy... Um, it's out there that they could leave the zone. Uh, their contract is up at the end of the year. Yeah, and uh, they could move to Triller at that point. That's pretty interesting, right? Because all of a sudden, the zone is not looking like the like the most desirable place yeah. for boxing, right? You've already called out. We've talked about the you know the lack of of uh, uh, listening to the fighters in between. Yeah. Just in general, I don't like their boxing crew. Yeah. Okay, I don't like uh, Chris Mannix is good. I still don't know the name of the other bozo. <laughs> right, not the English guy. The English guy was good. Yeah, I actually like the English guy, and Sergio Moro's not bad. Yeah. But but that other knucklehead, <laughs> right? Yeah, that yeah, other party boy. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but I did like. I see. I I thought I had heard Roy Jones was going to be on the telecast. I thought he was going to be one of the announcers. Yeah, and he was just kind of like the uh, who's who's the. Uh, the guy they would always cut to, um, Harold Letterman. Harold Letterman, right. Yeah, it was, right. he was almost like the Harold Letterman of the of the telecast. Yeah, it was really weird. It was almost like, you know, WWE wrestling. He was almost uh-huh. like the hot tag, you yeah. know? 
he was the hot tag that would come in and give some words of wisdom. I didn't like it. Yeah. I mean, it was okay, right? At least it was something different. And by the way, I like Sergio Moro, the Latin snake. Uh-huh. I think he breaks down fights pretty good. Yeah. And he has a way of articulating uh, what he sees in the fight. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with him. I'm okay yeah. with Mannix. I'm not okay with the other guy. Yeah. The English guy was a welcome addition. Yeah. But either way, okay, DAZN, remember, these are the guys that also had the issue with uh, the whole the reason, one of the reasons why Canelo's not with Golden Boy anymore, yeah. right? Is they were supposedly trying to force uh, the whole Triple G fight. Yeah. And remember, they had the 30 million per fight, mm-hmm. which of course they backed up. And then at the end of the day, it was like, okay, let's part ways. Yeah. So that would be interesting. Yeah, no, and, and, I, and I, a good move, I think. Yeah, and I think Oscar, I think he probably blames the zone for losing Canelo. He does, you know. And yeah. Then, um, but you know, it'll be. Uh, I also too, Oscar said for a long time that uh, pay per view is dead, and I think a lot of these uh, the Triller mm. telecast yeah. and you know all these different yeah. things yeah. have made it. You know what? You know maybe pay per view is not dead, right? You know UFC is doing ma- making right. a killing doing doing pay per view. That's right. Yeah, and this and this uh, five dollars or twelve dollars a month for yeah. the zone. It's probably not the way to go. Yeah. Um. Oscar also Oscar's fight uh, for Fourth of July weekend. Yeah. Um, it looks like it. You know it's fallen through, so it's going to get pushed back again. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Saint Pierre was supposed to be the opponent. Uh, Oscar saying that uh, Dana White killed it. And um, it would have been uh, George St. Pierre's biggest payday. Yeah, that's crazy, right? It goes to show you uh, how much control and leverage mm-hmm. uh, Dana White and the UFC apparently still have yeah. on some of these UFC fighters, right? So obviously there's contractual obligations, yeah. right, that he has. Otherwise, GSP would say, hey, screw it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and, and make the fight, make my money, and I retire. But I guarantee you, and he knows, that legally Dana White would have a claim yeah. to some of his uh, so to that purse money. Yeah, and it, if, if it was George St. Pierre, yeah, you know it would have done it would have drawn pretty well. You know, I I, I think uh, yeah on pay per view a lot of buys. Um, yeah, and it probably wouldn't have been that great of a fight. Yeah, uh, George St. Pierre wasn't a, a huge striker. Yeah, but um, you know for buys it would yeah. it would it would it would have done great just by name alone. Yeah. that makes sense. Um, top rank. Um, They've announced that uh, they're going to have uh, four cards all at the uh, Virgin Hotel yeah. in uh, Las Vegas. used to be the old uh, Hard Rock Hotel. Okay. Um, this is now the uh, the first uh, Native American um, tribal-owned yeah. casino in Vegas. In Vegas? No kidding, yeah. huh? Wow. That's interesting. So, I, didn't, I didn't realize that. And they're immediately bringing uh, boxing. Yeah. Yeah, so to, to, to their venue, that's pretty good. So they, they they have a theater there. It's not a you know it's not like a stadium or arena, okay. um, but uh, you know they've got Ramirez Taylor's going to be there. Yeah, uh, Stevenson uh, Nakathila in yeah. a way uh, fight uh, the Lomachenko Nakatani. Yeah, do we know the capacity well. of that? I think there's four thousand, but it's going to be socially distanced. Okay, so it, it's going to be. You know, probably you're saying that they're only going to allow four thousand, but the but the actual capacity of that venue is is much larger. Uh, as no, far I, think as the the, max. I think the capacity is four thousand. Oh, so it's max four thousand, yeah. and so they're going to probably wow. just have a couple thousand in there. It's pretty pretty uh, pretty close, yeah. pretty tight knit arena, yeah. Rick, at four thousand. So yeah, Olympic uh, auditorium type place. Yeah, so you know? I think they're doing it. Uh, they're doing it small, maybe. Uh, baby steps, kind of like because uh, yeah. they were in the bubble for so long. That yeah, I think this is. But I, they're probably, you know, price those tickets pretty high to, yeah. to make up the difference. Yeah, I would imagine. Uh, Good the, fighters, though. I mean, they're not yeah. messing around, right? I mean, Shakur Stevenson, obviously, one of the young guns, mm-hmm. and then uh, Lomachenko. And you're saying that's the Nakatani fight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nakatani. They're definitely doing it right with the name. So yeah. that's good. At least you're getting some cards there, so that's a good thing. Yeah. And then um, uh, Mayweather and Logan Paul, they had their kickoff press con- press conference. Yeah. Uh, Jake Paul, Logan Paul's brother, got into it with Mayweather, took his yeah. hat. Uh, there was a huge scuffle that ensued. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Floyd expects there to be 60,000 people at yeah. the uh, Miami <laughs> Dolphin Stadium for, for that fight. I don't see that happening. No. That's going to be on a on a Sunday, by the way. Yeah. Right? Because that's the day after the other Triller event. Mm-hmm. Right? So I don't know, man. I mean, you know, because who's that's the main event, right? Yeah. And so are there enough of that crossover type fan because I don't think okay see I, you know we're obviously diehard you know uh, mm-hmm. boxing fans but I don't go watch that fight no if that no. fight was taking place you know right here at the LA Coliseum or a Dodger Stadium wherever it is I wouldn't go to that fight yeah I don't see that as an actual boxing match no but who will go watch that right are 
the YouTubers, mm-hmm. right? The folks that, you know, he's not even UFC. Yeah. So who's going to go? Who's going to pack that place? Yeah, there, there's, I find it hard to believe there's 60,000 people be going to be there. Yeah, I don't um, think so. I mean, who's on the undercard? Isn't it? Don't they got may, Chad Johnson and may, some? Maybe 15. Yeah. You, maybe you can find 15, but even yeah. then, I think you're giving away a lot of those seats. And you remember, right, that um, this fight was postponed and rescheduled yeah. because of a lack of interest just a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. So how does he expect now to ramp up the level of interest up to 60K in person yeah. to watch that fight? Yeah, no, it, it, it it's not happening. You know, I think uh, selling it on pay per view yeah. is a little bit different. You know, yeah. if if you're able to do it just right, you've got you know like Triller, you've got uh, yeah, that's different, different acts. You've got yeah. you know going on, but um, it's gonna be hard to imagine you get sixty thousand people for that. No, I agree. And um, correct me if I'm wrong. I think you you said this last week. It's an exhibition, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's not a real fight. Are they gonna have headgear on? I don't believe so. Yeah, no. but still, it's an exhibition. Yeah, and it's, then it's, I think Logan Paul has like a 30, 30 pound weight difference, right? You know, advantage, right? Uh, but yeah, it's not going to matter. You know, the guy the guy lost to a rapper that wasn't even right. a boxer, right? To KSI. But, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying, right? So this is more of a freak show. This is more of a circus act, yeah. right? Watch this little dude, right? Who's considered mm-hmm. one of the best, you know, fighters of all time, fight this YouTuber who's thirty pounds heavier, and now they're yeah. trying to make more of it right by all of the uh the outside shenanigans and taking his hat and mm-hmm. mayweather talking about he's gonna kill him and you know all of a sudden it's a wwe match yeah and i don't it. i just i don't see that happening it's ridiculous yep yeah uh triple g um they're speculating that he could fight uh esquiva falcao in yeah. uh august yeah and it's supposed to be in los angeles um he's got a 28 no record with 20 knockouts but it's from Brazil. Nobody's ever heard of him. Yeah, it's a big risk if Triple G fights that guy, right? Yeah. So, huge risk. Yeah, huge risk. Uh, I think he's just trying to uh, yeah. stay in line so he doesn't lose his uh, Canelo fight. Yeah, it's a huge risk that nobody shows up because we don't know who the other guy is. Yeah. That's the huge risk. Yeah. Well, I think if he goes to uh, Dignity Sports, I think, yeah. you know, I think people are going to go. I love Triple, Triple G. I, yeah, I love Triple G. Yeah. And you know I'm saying that, tongue in cheek. We would absolutely go. Yeah. Because Triple G is the guy to be able to see him in person. Yeah. Uh-huh. Absolutely, but come on. But here's the good news about that is that clearly, right, he's he's modifying his schedule, uh-huh. right, to have that date with Canelo open because Canelo's already said he wants to fight him at yeah. the end of the year. Triple G was going to fight uh, Murata-san, right, yeah. Ryoto uh, Murata, who is the reigning 160-pound WBA. So it looks like they're leaving that date open mm-hmm. is what that's saying, right? Yeah. So there you go. I like it. Yeah. Um, also coming up this weekend, uh, we'll, you know, we'll be at the Louis Neary fight with, uh, Brandon Figueroa. Yes. Um, should be a good fight. Um. Yeah. Why, why don't we talk about that here after the break? Okay. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll hit that. Cause we got some stuff to break down. Cause yeah. there's a couple, couple of the fights. And my, um, my lock of the week. That's the thing. Yeah. We still don't have your lock of the week. Yeah. So let's take a quick break and we'll come right back because those are some big fights. Big Big day for the 122-pound division. Mm-hmm. So Pacific Coast Boxing, we'll be right back. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. Uh, yeah, Rick, so let's get into that. Talk about the fights that are coming up this weekend. Really the biggest card this weekend, which we are going to happen to be attending in person. Yeah. What do we got? Um, so we got uh, Luis Neary and yep. uh, Brandon Figueroa. Yeah. Um, this one will be for the WBC uh, Junior fe- Featherweight title. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, looking at that fight, right? So um, Brandon Figueroa, who has a version of the WBA, but it's one of those bogus, you know, WBA championship belts, mm-hmm. right? Um, Akhmadyalov has the other version of WBA. And then uh, Neri is the only one with the WBC belt. So this is really for uh, Luis Neri's WBC 122-pound uh-huh. championship. So uh, quick tale of the tape, Rick. So Brandon Figueroa, 24, Luis Neri, Pantera, by the way. This yeah. is the heartbreaker against the Panther, Yeah. right? So uh, Brandon Figueroa, 24, uh, Luis Neri, 26, okay? So, you know, that that's really not a factor. 
Uh, Figueroa's been fighting for six years, uh, Neary for nine. Here's where the big difference is coming in height, right? Because Brandon F- Figueroa, right, is freakish, freakishly tall for that particular division. He is uh, listed at 5'9", compared to 5'6", for uh, Luis Neary. This is the one area where I think if Brandon Figueroa is able to use that, could be a difference in the fight. Yeah. When you're looking at the physical comparison. Because uh, from a reach perspective, 72-inch reach for uh, Figueroa to 66 and a half for Luis Neary. Here's the other thing is um, Brandon Figueroa has spent a lot more time fighting in the 122-pound division, right? Yeah. Luis Neary mostly at 118, right? And then over the last four or five fights, he's kind of started to fight at 122, of course, when he won the championship. So that's another advantage to Brandon Figueroa, spending a lot more time. Both of them high knockout percentage. Brandon Figueroa, 76% knockout to 77 for Neary, mm-hmm. um, both of them have been inactive for exactly 231 days because they both fought on the same card yeah. on their last fight. Yeah. So there you go. That's kind of a quick tale of the tape. Luis Neary says that he is um, training to show everybody something special. He wants to leave no doubt for this fight with Brandon Figueroa, Rick. Yeah. No, it should be an exciting fight. You know, you've got... Um, you know, definitely the uh, the size advantage, you know, and the reach advantage, you know, favor uh, Figueroa. Uh, but uh, Neary has had the uh, the tougher fights, you yeah. know, the, the uh, more well-known yeah. uh, fighters, and, and Neary's also the southpaw. Yeah, yeah, and I think, yeah, sorry, I should have mentioned that. Good, good call on that. Um, so, yeah, so when you look at these guys again, right, um, better resume, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you could say tougher fighter. I mean, uh, Brandon Figueroa does have the one draw, right, to yeah. Julio Ceja. That was back in 2019, okay? Um, prediction for me, Rick, okay? Yeah. Um, and again, and, and by the way, this is interesting because not really a lot of numbers uh, from uh, from Vegas on this one. Yeah. So it's almost a toss-up from a fight perspective, okay? Um, I've got Neary in this fight. Yeah, I I, I I do as well. I th- I think uh, Figueroa hasn't looked well mm-hmm. in, in in his last couple fights. Yeah, um, and um, I I just think Luis Neri too much experience. Um, but Figueroa is going to get there. Yeah, I think that Neri. Um, again, I, I I do believe that he's motivated, right? Because mm-hmm. I think he needs to establish a name for himself. He doesn't have the same name. So when you look at the yeah. 122 pound division, and by the way, the winner of this fight supposedly is going to fight the WBO. Uh, champion, which is Stephen Fulton. Mm-hmm. Okay. By the way, Rick, you're, if you're thinking to yourself, or anybody out there saying, geez, you know, how is it that the best 122 pound fighters are all able to fight each other? Yeah. Guess what camp these guys are all in? Yeah. Okay. P- yeah. They're all PBC, PBC guys. Yeah. <laughs> so no wonder, right? Yeah. They're all PBC guys and they're all, you know, they got them all squared up against each other. So yeah, the winner of this fight supposedly fights Stephen Fulton. Unfortunately, okay, the other guy, who lost to um, Ahmad Dialev. Danny Roman is on the card as well, uh-huh. right? Uh, who's he fighting, Rick? Uh, he's fighting uh, Ricardo Espinoza Franco. That's right. See, and I think he gets by him. Franco's won his yeah. last two fights because um, he lost to the uh, to the Filipino uh, Casamiero before that. But uh, Br- uh, Br- uh, Danny Roman, of course, lost the championship to Ahmad Dialev. We've talked about that. That's the fight you and I have been asking for since we yeah. started this podcast. And, and somehow, you know, he keeps dropping in the rankings down to sixth. I know. Yeah. Um, and it's weird, by the way, Rick, because I read different things about that. They're telling Danny Roman that Roman is going to get the winner of uh-huh. Miri and, um, and, and Figueroa. But yet, right? You say that, and then I read where, no, 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 no. They're already saying the winner of Neri and Figueroa gets Stephen Fulton. Yeah. So this is like the, would be the second fight that Danny Roman is fighting like in sort of an eliminators type fashion. And, you know, he, he's, the, you know, on the outside looking in. You yeah. Know, uh, most of these rankings have him ranked either uh, second or third. Right. And, uh, you know, he's not getting his title fight. No, and the guy, all Danny Roman does is just fight great fights, right? Mm-hmm. T- look, watch the TJ Doheny fight. If yeah. you like watching a good fight, watch Tohini, watch the Akmadella fight. Um yeah. and then his last fight, Juan Carlos Payano, that was a that was a battle yeah. at the Mohegan Sun. So he's just a, he's in constantly good scraps, gentleman of a fighter, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to say there's like there's a good guy in fighting who deserves a championship opportunity. It's him. Unfortunately he's not getting it. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm hoping that he wins in devastating fashion. 
yeah. and puts himself there for a title shot. Otherwise, he's kind of like the forgotten guy. Yeah, no, he yeah, he has to look impressive, and then uh, you know, hopefully uh, he gets his shot, uh, I would hope, by the end of the year. Yep. All right, Rick, so lock of the week. It's that time because we got the stat of the week after this, and then we close this out. Yeah. Lock of the week. Not a lot. Not a lot of pickings, Rick. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to go with the third fight. Yeah. The opening fight of this uh, this okay. card, which we didn't it's talk about yet. Yeah. Xavier Martinez and yes. uh, Abraham Abraham Montoya. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Xavier Martinez. Okay. Uh, in this fight, the other two, you know, I, I can make a case for Figueroa beating Neri. I think Neri wins. Yeah. I think Roman wins. Um, but uh, Xavier Martinez, um, yeah. fighter out of the uh, Mayweather camp. Okay. You know. And if we know anything about the Mayweather camp, yeah, they're not going to put him in a fight that he's not going to win. Yeah, what's so his record right now? That is the uh, the fight. Yeah, um, I have to find that. Okay, so I I, I agree with you. Um, and I'll tell you what, by the way, the Neri and Figueroa fight—that is a fight fans fight, by the way. Yeah, because it is a toss up, right? I say Neri, but like you said, right? Um, not that I do, but I wouldn't lay any money on it, right? No, I wouldn't bet your paycheck. I wouldn't bet my paycheck on that. Because that's a toss-up. I just think that Lewis Neary has the ability to get inside. I don't think that mm-hmm. Figueroa utilizes his reach and his height as good as he should. And I think that Neary is able to get inside and turn that into a little bit of a war. And may even take out Figueroa. Okay. Yeah, and actually, uh, here we, uh, there was an update. Yeah. Um, Abraham Montoya is out. Yeah. And um, Juan Carlos Burgos is oh, in. Okay, there you go. So, uh, you know, th- that'll be the fight. And uh, You feel a little better about your lock yeah. of the week, don't a- you? Xavier Martinez will be in. There you go. Yeah. Lock of the week. All right, folks, here's our lock of the week. We'll be right back with the stat of the week, and then we hope to see you out there. Same thing, Rick. We'll be putting stuff out on Instagram. Find us, get a T-shirt. A lot of folks came up on some really nice stuff last week or two weeks ago, and we'll do the same thing. We'll be right back with stat of the week. Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, Rick Prado. Rick, everybody's favorite segment. Stat of the week, man. Okay, so for stat of the week, uh, we're going to stick with the uh, Canelo fight. And uh, he has the new boxing attendance record uh, indoor. Yeah. 73,126. Yep. But, uh, and I think they, they, they mentioned it on the telecast, but yeah. um, the uh, second on the list was Muhammad Ali versus Leon Spinks. 63,352. No kidding. Yeah. And that was the um the second fight? Or uh, the first fight. Yeah, it was the second fight. And it in was the, the second Superdome. fight in 78. Yeah, cuz the first fight yeah. he fought him in Vegas. Yeah. And then the second fight, the rematch which uh Leon Spinks uh won the rematch. Yeah. Uh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Muhammad Ali uh beat him in the rematch. Yeah. Um at the Superdome. On uh yeah, 1978, September mm-hmm. 15th. That's crazy, man. Yeah, and um, you know Canelo has the uh, the Cowboy Stadium yeah. in boxing attendance. He has the top two. It was yeah. uh, Canelo Saunders did the seventy three thousand. Yeah, Canelo Liam Smith. Yeah, fifty one thousand. Yes, yeah, that's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. It, it goes to show you. And again, you know, again, we're talking, we're comparing to nineteen seventy eight, but still nineteen seventy eight. That's you know the greatest of all time, Muhammad yeah. Ali, Leon Spinks, right? Rematch, and they drew sixty three thousand. Mm-hmm. Canelo's drawing these on his own. Yeah. Is what I'm getting to, right? Because there's another one, right? Liam Smith. You ask most people that went to that fight and say, hey, who's Liam Smith? Nobody right? knows. Yeah. Right. Nobody knows. Right. Where's he from? What, you know, what belt does he have? What, I mean, people are not going to know. And yet 51,000. And that was even in the, uh, that was in the COVID. Yeah. Right. They don't, if they don't regulate that, I bet they sell another 20,000. Yeah. 15,000 yeah, at least. Yeah, could have, yeah. Right. So what I'm saying it's amazing what mm-hmm. what happened what we saw this weekend with the you know with the 73,000 indoor for his fight with Billy Joe Saunders. Maybe it's also that you know people are starving and we're you know are are craving yeah. kind of a, a normalcy. Uh-huh. But I don't think that's it because like I said I don't think Terence uh, Bud Crawford 
I don't think the Charlo brothers, right? Well, here here are co- up a couple other fights at yeah. uh, Cowboy Stadium. Okay. Um, third on the list at Cowboy Stadium. Yeah. Manny Pacquiao versus Claudio. Okay. Oh and, no kidding. And that was uh, fifty thousand nine hundred forty-four. Yeah. Fourth on the list, mm-hmm. and you had two undefeated fighters. Earl Spence, Mikey yeah, Garcia, Mikey Garcia, yeah, forty-seven thousand. Right. You know, right. so um, you, you've got two guys in their prime. Yeah. Both undefeated. Yeah. Both American fighters. You know, mm-hmm. one's of Mexican descent, but yeah. both American fighters. Yeah. And you're only able to get forty-seven thousand. Yeah. And one of them, that's his backyard too, right? Yeah. Spence Jr. is mm-hmm. from Texas, right? And I would, I would argue that more people. Well, maybe it was half-half, but I would say that, you know, that was the one where uh, Mikey Garcia was probably more of the A-side, uh-huh. but it's in his backyard. Yeah. And you, what did you say? They 50, 51,000? 50, 47. 47, yeah. That's what I'm saying. And yet here's one guy fighting Billy Joe Saunders, and he gets 73,000. Yeah. No, I, there's nobody else on their own yeah. that can draw that. Like no. I said, I was starting to go through, yeah, guy, uh, uh, the Charlo brothers, none of them. Mm-hmm. Triple G, not going to happen. Demetrius yeah. Andre, give me a break, right? Look at the 154, uh, not going to happen. It's, again, Jamal Charlo, uh, the, the other Jamal Charlo. But, yeah, not going to happen. Yeah. Welterweight, um, yeah, Terrence Bud-, Bud Crawford, that's not going to happen either. Yeah. Ty, what is going to happen, Rick? We're going to be at the fights this Saturday. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Going to be a good matchup. It is a fight fans fight. Luis Neary against Brandon, the heartbreaker, Figueroa. Going to be good. Looking forward to the whole event. Hopefully they have the security thing figured out. Yeah, I'll see everybody out there. Yep. All right, folks, till next week. Protect yourself at all times. See you, Rick. Yeah.